When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do a whole bunch of shows. Joining me today, she is a fantastic comic who you could have seen at the last Unpop stand-up show at the Hollywood Hotel if you weren't such a damn homebody. She also knows a whole lot about weed. If you ever have questions about that kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen, we're always happy to have her here, Jessica Singer. Also joining me, they are the duo that hosts the Best Bad Movie Ever podcast right here on the Unpops Network. They also have a podcast network of their own called Gamefully Unemployed. Check out all that shit sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Motherfucking Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I don't have a co-host today. No. That means I have to man the the soundboard instead of Randall fumbling around at it, which he'll be doing on the next episode we're recording. Yeah. Nice. He'll be back Mm -hmm. as co-host. But until then, I have a room full of guests. Wow. So many (laughs) guests. That was Jessica Singer. Hello. Jessica Singer is on the network all the time. Used to do a podcast with Vanessa Gritton. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. Those are both facts. <laughs> it's the Bigfoot of podcasts on this network. She it made exists. Me Bigfoot? No. Holy Vanessa. shit. Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> I should have yes ended that. It's rule number one. I'm so sorry. Yes, Bigfoot. She's also a petite extra large. That's what we call Vanessa. <laughs> Bigfoot. No, we don't. She actually has very small feet. They're like she? average. Are they average? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know what anyone's foot size is. Yeah, I've not cataloged that information. There's a, a website. I think I know Connor feet. McSpadden's shoe size because he only talks about the Nikes that his fans send him. Mm. Must mm. be nice. No one ever sends me Nikes. Have you asked? I want. I am asking for a pair of Yeezys right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's get some In Nikes fact. all around. Some they got to be Nikes. cheaper now. Yeah. Now that he's a Trump guy, right? They must be available at a steep discount, mm-hmm. which makes them right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, party. I'm also, a steep discount kind of guy. Also made by Bigfoot. Yeah. Also made by Bigfoot. Bigfoot's a real master of fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's and Tom Ryman. Materials. <laughs> Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hi. From podcasts. Yes. Plural. Whoa. Several. More so than one. More yes. than one. The best few. bad movie ever podcast on this network, sure. for example. Mm-hmm. Nice. What else do you do in the podcast world? Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
just hanging we out. Got, we, we got our own, our own network. We got, Do you have a got, network? Got, What's it called? It's called Gamefully it, Unemployed. You know, the hardest part of the show <laughs> for me bitch, is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life when all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. And it's about to get really intense now. And I don't play this live when we're live streaming because I feel like it would be too much of a sensory overload for the people watching. So they, so they can't hear the they music? Can, they can, hear the, they can music. hear the music. They just don't see me. Normally, when we don't live stream, I shred that right. out yeah. live right. on a guitar <laughs> and a drum. Well, a synthesizer and a drum machine. It's yeah. actually a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. But, it's a whole setup. Yeah. But when I have all the it's live apparatus. streaming equipment in it's, here, it's which is... It's just out of frame, but it looks like we're filming the moon landing in Stanley Kubrick's studio right now. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. No room for the guitars. I mean, the synthesizers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the no, the, it's the guitar. It's very impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, gamefully unemployed. <laughs> I do sure. usually let people finish after I cut them off <laughs> because I'm only committed to that bit so much. When we're pitching our, uh, our, our livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! My fucking joke! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what? <laughs> what? What's happening? What are we talking about today? I don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> what are we talking about? I know it's wow. about space. We're talking about space today. Yeah, a space guy, right? We're He's talking a about a guy. space guy. His the, name sounds so fake. His yes. name sounds <laughs> fake. His backstory is horrifying when you think of mm-hmm. the minor catastrophes that have led to major space disasters. Like the last space shuttle blew up because a quarter inch piece of foam hit one of the rockets. And now this is. Well, guy's... that's what they're telling us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just did a couple conspiracy episodes about the space shuttle explosions. Do you know the crew of the Challenger still alive? Look it up. Well, mm. yeah. I don't think that's, that information is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about Robert Bigelow. <laughs> who is, is wait a, wait wait this is, is for Jen this is for Jen Bobbert Rigolo <laughs> that is a thing she does <laughs> it's a flippy name uh, <laughs> Robert Bigelow is very quietly one of the most important figures in American space travel and history I would argue hmm. at least recent history is anyone familiar no with no. Robert Bigelow I am not he is the learning. founder and CEO of the Budget Suites Motel chain, which can I can I stop you right there? Um, unexpected, right? Yeah, I've <laughs> been I've done a bit on stage about this guy for years now because I wrote about him in a cracked article. Okay, because his big idea for getting us to the moon or, or getting us to space, like in a travel way, mm-hmm. is space hotels. But these space hotels are inflatable. Okay, so it's like a balloon. Why? Mm-hmm. So he's going to make. Budget hotels in space. space. What could go wrong? Space bird flying through the sky. Bouncy like, castle motel. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah, like in the sky. No, in space. I mean, <laughs> is he my nephew? Like, I don't he, my nephew also says he wants to be a spaceman. He probably has a similar. This sounds like something a kid would think up. Yeah, because it's my understanding that you don't need to. F- float in a balloon to be in space right <laughs> well you his, can put any old thing in there and it'll float as crazy as it sounds he's actually already got a contract with nasa 
and I think has built an addition onto the International Space Station, which is an inflatable balloon structure. Does it have a, a floor a, a floor based uh, air conditioning unit that doesn't work correctly? Hmm. Uh, look- probably. You can rent it for thirty five dollars for four hours. Leaking. Does it look like a castle? <laughs> That's all I, I hope so. Space Castle. Space yeah. Castle. I'm imagining some real Willy Wonka shit hanging off of the space station. Yeah. Like a bouncy castle. I'm like... picturing like padlocked mini fridges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And free HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're going to talk about this guy because he is an interesting character. He's got some beliefs and he's one of those. He has a few beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's one of those figures where you hear his story and you're like, oh, so everyone thinks he's crazy, right? Not really. Hmm. Not really. The government works pretty closely with this fella. As does does British pop star Robbie Williams, but we'll get to that. Oh, shit, yeah. Later. (laughs) But uh, according to a family story of his, his grandparents were visited by a UFO. Sure. And that's what (laughs) sent him on this path in life. Tom and Delta Thebo. It's a fake name. It's got to be a fake name. Yeah. Those... Delta that sounds Thiebo. like the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Delta Thebo is a Star Wars name. 100%. That's a robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were driving across Mount Charleston near Las Vegas, you know the place, in 1947 and saw a glowing UFO approach their car, make a 90 degree turn, and blast into space. When Bigelow heard that tale, it cemented his interest in space and the paranormal. I could see a story like that captivating someone's imagination. Yeah. Well, especially coming from your grandparents, because those are the same people that tell you about Santa Claus and shit, and you're a kid, so you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, that is a very old person alien abduction story to tell, because it's completely not interesting. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure they told him this story, and it was like 35 minutes long. Right. Just right. to be like, the aliens stopped and turned around and left. Like, they were just like, ah, fuck. We- There's a part where they eat, they eat a plain hamburger with just onions <laughs> yeah. and a cup of coffee for dinner. Ugh. Weird people are nuts. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> but yeah, I can see hearing that from your grandparents having some impact. So he's growing up in a family of... People who believe in UFOs. Weirdos, but like, yeah. how old was he when his grandparents died? Like, was he young? Because then it's for sure a lie. What do you mean? Because like, that's something where if like, when you, like they see he's pursuing it with money, mm. they're like, no, honey, that was just a story. Bro. Oh. Like- <laughs> no, no, no. Me and your grandfather were just rolling our faces off <laughs> in the Nevada desert. <laughs> Yeah. Grandma took too many diet pills, and we had a real good time. It doesn't seem like they ever intervened, and we're like, no, we were just, we were on peyote, son. <laughs> it was the 40s, you know how it was. Yeah. We had just beat Hitler. <laughs> I mean, that is reason to celebrate. Fuck yeah. Sure. I could take mescaline in the desert. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we fucking beat Hitler! <laughs> this is a quote from Robert Bigelow. I decided early on that I had to find some way of being involved in space and that I needed to make some money to be able to do it. Real estate was the medium. I like that. That is such a practical approach. He's like, well, I need a lot of money to get to space apartments. It is the opposite of space. It sure is. True. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Almost the direct opposite yeah it's the polar opposite well I mean, depending on your definition that's what i was gonna say yeah. you are renting out spaces space, yeah so it's we're in space too cute. y'all mm. do you think 
right? (laughs) Shit. Did he like just write the word space and put it on the wall and stare at it for hours brainstorming? (laughs) Yeah, probably. It was his vision board. That's that kind of shit we always laugh about, but then every person does it. (laughs) Who's that rich? Yes. We're like, (laughs) fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he can take care of his family for hundreds and hundreds of years now. Yeah, because he wrote space on a piece of paper. Right. <laughs> that actually makes sense, though, because um, this is around the time when they were when they were really developing the shit out of Las Vegas. So he probably just right. kind of looked around and was like, "I should get in on this." Yeah, and he was in he was in Vegas by 1970. At 26 years old, he owned a hundred apartments in Las Vegas. That eventually progresses in 1988. Okay. To he he said that he had he had gotten the process for putting up apartment buildings so fine tuned that he was like, well, this should just be franchises. It, like I can, I'm so good at this now. And he put up budget suites all over America. It sounds like he got both the right and wrong lesson from his grandparents' story because they were like, well, we're outside of Vegas <laughs> and we saw aliens, and he he was like, aliens, huh? But he was also like Vegas. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he still works mostly. He worked. If you see a picture of his home, it is insane. It looks like... This is just a big budget suite. It looks like a government <laughs> building. It's two stories. Oh, that's great. It's like fucking an entire city block, and it's just in the middle of Vegas. It's like a Jesus. couple miles off the strip, I think. A Tudor-style mansion mm. he wow. works out of. This guy's loaded. Good for him. Well, yeah, if he's got money to put hotels in space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would help his house on Earth yeah. is nice <laughs> if he's putting hotels in space. Yeah, he's probably got a, made sure he had a pretty bitchin' house on Earth before he was like, hmm, space. Gotta <laughs> and, put a comfort in. Yeah, I imagine he's putting enough, Jupiter. like, hotels around this planet, Yeah, right? Because I'd be pissed if I was in a country that he hasn't, like, put a hotel in. Yeah. And he's like, no, time to go space. He can't even come if he's not putting up a hotel on space mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the comfort suites, I mean, budget suites of America is like comfort in and sleep in. and the- It's it's like a, it, they're basically motel rooms you rent by the week. But ah. these live up to their names because there are some like Extended Stay America and a few others that are a little more upscale. <laughs> and they're for people who are traveling on business and are going to be in a place for a week and want something a little more apartment-like. It's these like are Airbnb, like, but before Airbnb. Right. Yeah. These are like budget suites they have very minimal good cot they actually cater to like migrant workers and people who work in like like people who work in vegas who come out for like a few weeks to work Mm. on something right shit like that Mm -hmm. and that terrifyingly is the business model he based his space ventures on when he started (laughs) bigelow aerospace in 1996 man he started it with the idea that just like his hotels he would make space stations that were cheap, efficient, and available for monthly lease. Excellent. You gotta say the main adjective that comes to mind when I think of building structures in space is temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary and cheap. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to cut some corners yeah. <laughs> when you're traveling through the Earth's atmosphere. So <laughs> just... by the month. <laughs> Sorry. Going back to the fact that he made his money off a of temporary living in Vegas, that means how much of this space program is being funded by failing magicians? Because <laughs> it's got to be a good percentage. A good portion of it, yeah. yeah. A solid foundation. David Copperfield is 50% responsible for us going to space in the future. I knew he would be. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was his biggest trick. Yeah. That's where the Statue of Liberty is. Space? What? That's where it went when he made it disappear. Whoa. It went to space and then he brought it back. That's cool. You explain it some other way. No. Exactly. You watch all of his 1980s television specials and it's just like, man, this we're, this guy's going to take us to space. Yeah. I know it. He's the key. The crazy thing, like I mentioned earlier, though, there's science behind his, his space balloons. I'd like to hope so. Well, like yeah, they're not just like, yeah, that might work. Yeah. Put yeah. one up there. See what happens. Put, fill it with pudding. What do you do once you're there? Just that's, sit around. You know that's I mean? always been my Watch thing. Your free like, HBO. Like, it's, yeah, it's cool for like a day. Yeah, it's like look at a that month, view. Though. Can I go back home now? Yeah, yeah. float around but and then shit. You're like, I don't want to do that trip again. That was so intense. I need a month. Yeah, <laughs> cool I down. feel like and, if, if you got to space, and I don't know, I have not spoken to any astronauts. <laughs> I have not personally been to space. None. Myself. Zero. Not none. A single one. Zero okay. astronauts. Okay. It's a real I've blind spot one. of mine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. The first woman, I fuck, I don't remember her name, but I was in middle school I was sent to like they used to send me on like Sulu. smart people retreats. Cool. And I, I met her. But I wish I knew her name, but now I'm a stoner and I don't No, that's fine. I'm gonna look I, I no bet idea. it was Joan. You could make up a name. I wouldn't know. Joan's an astronaut. <laughs> but finish name. your thought about yeah. oh. never knowing an astronaut. Well, my thought was, <laughs> I, I imagine once you got to space and like saw that view of like being in low orbit around the Earth, you just like, mm, life does not matter. No, yeah. yeah. Nothing I do is significant at all. Like, I mean, you'd, you'd come back from space changed. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. I think yes. I think you wouldn't get bored, but in case I would absolutely bring acid into space <laughs> and make myself, you know, everybody else's problem nope, all of a No sudden. part of that can go wrong. No, yeah, it would be great. So NASA did for a long time invest money in trying to develop inflatable spacecraft and they abandoned it in 2000, and then Bigelow just took that over. Mm -hmm. Like, he bought all of that technology from them. And by 2006, he had spent $75 million on prototypes and put his first craft, the Genesis 1 spacecraft, into space that July on a Russian rocket. It inflated to 14 feet long by eight feet in diameter and still orbits 350 miles so, above Earth. So he doesn't know how to bring them down. Well, once they're up there. That's it. Also, say goodbye to your family. That's a casket. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you're in the, if you're in that one, yeah, you're you're dying for sure. Yeah, that's just casket size. So, yeah, is it? <laughs> well, I've always said that like yeah. space travel is going to be how the revolution happens in this country because all the rich people are going to go up in that first craft and that shit's going to explode. Right. And then we get to just divvy up their shit. Cool. Yep. So mm. is the plan, they go up in a separate rocket and then hop into the... <laughs> well, there are... Right now, Russia will take you to space and you can just hang out on the International Space Station. It costs millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But then to get into the hotel, I mean, I feel like you're just going to die being transferred from the rocket to the hotel. No, they have it interlocks. <laughs> they, have, they have a good airport shuttle service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the space hotels he's developing will be like a self-sufficient thing that just flies up there. Oh. Maybe. Well, because it seems like it's sending it up there and then inflating it once it's up there. Well, that that doesn't seem. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe we should start our own space hotel. Company Probably That's and address the only... these concerns. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> the only way to do it. We have to own some apartments first, but we'll get to it. Uh, as of 2011, he was offering a wide variety of rental options: a two astronaut three month lease on a Sundancer station, 
will cost you $97.5 million. It's not that bad. It's really not. Yeah. And you would think, like, who's going to pay for this? Well, there's lots of governments that have space programs yeah. that don't necessarily have the money or the ability to get to space to do shit. Mm-hmm. So if you just need to go to space, this is like Uber for space. Stop it. It is. <laughs> so are governments using these lease options to send their astronauts into space? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes more sense than vacation. It really does. Right. Yeah. But the, the vacation stuff is what he's working toward. <laughs> right. Uh, if you build your empire on hotels, you want to make hotels. Yeah. You like. want to do some space fatality. Yeah. I mean, the first person. Hospitality was... and space mm. smash together to make mm-hmm. one really great word. An amazing word. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, whoever comes up with the first safe and affordable way to put people into space as tourists is going to be extremely rich. Oh, for sure. And like, yeah. Like historic in junk, like that's that's a big deal. So I I can see why even if this system is working out, why they'd want to, you know. And it's also a thing where I d- I don't know if there is something else that has to take the space hotel up there and then flip it out into orbit and then drag something it up there like a U-Haul comes and picks it <laughs> yeah. back up. Which in that case he would just be collaborating with like spacex because that's all spacex does right is they they make us think la is being attacked by nuclear missiles sure do and they take stuff to space visited by aliens oh my god yeah that is a moment uh, did were you here for that for when the spacex launch went over la and everyone was like what is that (laughs) i think i was it looked like a nuclear weapon or it what it in, it was within the last three years, right? Oh yeah, it oh, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I've been here ago. for three years. It's one of those moments where you're like, do I need to call my family or something? <laughs> yeah, like should I be worried? I haven't heard anything on the news. Yeah, and that's all SpaceX does yeah. mostly is just take shit to the space station for governments. And this is the yeah, they're literally this is the motion. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what people who this pay to watch pay to watch the live stream. This is what they sign Let's up see for. Adam make hand motions because this, this is tired? science right now. No, I'm toned. <laughs> is what I am. <laughs> My triceps have never felt tighter. I could watch this forever. Yeah, it's hypnotic. Yeah, no, it's that. Uh, yeah, SpaceX is like literally with the Futurama delivery services. Oh. Yeah. Right, that's, that's pretty much that's what they do. So you could have just said that when you. I mean, it's. it's when, <laughs> You son of a bitch. (laughs) No, when you learn how to put things in space, you have a limited set of customers at that point. Yes. Um, You just need to find who's going to pay a lot of money for us to bring something to space. It's pretty much the government. But like if a rich person wanted to be like, look, I'm going, but for like 50 bucks, I'll take something up there with me. (laughs) That would be amazing. I would like send my comedy album or something. I don't know. Put it up there. Put that out in orbit. Oh, yeah. Let the aliens, maybe I'll get an agent that way. I'd hide in a package and give it to them. Oh, you that's that smart. Yeah. That's really smart. Then, <laughs> yeah. Then you would just be floating in space and, and it would be so dope. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be my starved corpse in the space <laughs> floating around with all those like betrayed dogs. <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. Oh. Oh, those so many betrayed dogs. All those dog mummies. <laughs> Just uh, endlessly orbiting the Earth. Yeah, just watching us with their cold, dead eyes. Oh, my God. People are totally going to send their ashes to space. I think, I think they, they already have. have. Yeah. yeah. People nice do that just all the time, though. 
People, I think people do that a lot. I, I think, think, what I think about Gene their dog's ashes? Yeah. Oh, that's, the dog's ashes. <laughs> that's the most rich person shit. Yeah. Yeah. Take me to space. It's the only place I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only dream I did not fulfill. And then you smoke him. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. You smoke him. Like, like a like, cigarette? Like a cigarette. Like I was going to say like a pork. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like a cheese. Usually mm. they smoked cheese. So we've been mentioning a lot throughout this that this guy's not crazy, but he might be. He, did, mean, he did own Skinwalker Ranch yeah. for a long time. Which sounds... Is that werewolves? That sounds like, like a... Uh, dire ranch. wolves, Tom. Yeah, dire they're, wolves. They're different. Mm. It, so, you mm. know, it <laughs> sounds like the studio that does sound for porn. It does, Skinwalker yeah. Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. This, that would be a great name for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fascinating documentary called Hunt for the Skinwalker I think it's streaming on Amazon. It's streaming somewhere. You can watch it. Nice. And it is, it it mostly takes place, it's footage from this ranch in Utah where all the locals claim like they've seen so many UFOs and had all these crazy encounters. Right. But on the ranch itself, there have been people who've reported one, dire wolves, which are gigantic mythological werewolves that do not die when they're sure. shot. Are they sure. werewolves? Despite they their name. Stay, stay wolves? Doesn't a werewolf change from person to... Um, actually... <laughs> I'm just going to say, Skinwalker implies that there's some shape-shifting going on. There is some shape-shifting going on, Tom. <laughs> okay. There is shape-shifting. There are portals that will transfer you to another time. Cool. Oh, And sure. sometimes monsters climb out of them. Whoa. Okay. I mean, you run the risk if you're going to have portals around. There but is there- a <laughs> British pop star, Robbie Williams. Okay. Oh, did he is- come from one of the portals? I think he must. It feels, it, when he shows up in the documentary, it feels like that's what happened. Because all of a sudden, with like 20 minutes left, Robbie Williams is just there. Huh. And he doesn't add much to it. He's never like, I am Robbie Williams, and I believe in direwolves. He's just there. That's a good Robbie Williams. It, it is. Who's Robbie Williams? <laughs> Seconded. Wow! British pop know. star. He's From- got... He's got like a doll tattoo. Yeah, like his oh. doll joints. He had a cool. song what? called "Angels" that was really famous. A song called "Millennium." He was in that British boy band. Take that. They had <laughs> that, that song. Fake. That sounds so fake. Whatever I did, whatever I still didn't mean it. I just want you back for sure. Want you back. Want you back. See, I want you back. For sure. Uh, he did not Barry sing. Gibb at the end. <laughs> he did not sing lead on that song, and there is a horrifying video of them playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" oh, in concert wow. once. Oh dear! I recommend watching that. But Jesus. he's huge in England. I believe. You. Right. I mean, it's 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 fine. He his, he had one American hit literally twenty years ago. What? <laughs> okay, so. What is he doing in the werewolf house? Yeah, that's a good question. He's skinwalking. Maybe bro. maybe he's a werewolf, oh. Dave. <gasps> okay. Okay. They do interview someone at the end of this documentary. Robert Bigelow owned Skinwalker Ranch for a long fucking time. Sure. This family. <laughs> so he's going to send werewolves into space. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> he first learned about it in 1996 after a journalist reported on the Sherman family who had lived mm-hmm. on the ranch for years. They reported odd events such as. Being approached by wolves that wouldn't die after repeatedly being shot at close range with high-powered rifles. Being approached? 
What? Yeah. Call me a wolf. <laughs> we'll call me a puppy. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you, puppy. Just unloading on it. I don't get it. It won't die. It just keeps approaching me. <laughs> Cow mutilations that left no trace of blood beside the carcass. Ooh. Also, strange phenomena. They interview a lot of locals who are like, yeah, man, UFOs all over the fucking place. And the documentary is really interesting. There's a military facility nearby. It's like a few hours away in Utah, and it's where the government like tests weird shit, like experimental craft and shit. How? So a lot of it is probably the government flying shit over that we're testing, right? And people are like UFOs, the- and the government's like, "Yep, yeah, UFOs sure are." This shit yeah. is always happening in the desert, right? Like I yeah. never hear about. There's less people. Yeah, and I feel well. I just feel like the government, like, like. 70 years ago, like, spilled something on the desert. They're like, oh, things are going to be real fucked up there for a while. They did. It was like, called radiation. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. well, all the atomic bomb yeah, testing. Atomic That's testing. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. They, that, so, they do their testing out there because they're less popular. Yeah. So there's less chance that people are going to see shit. There's another documentary called Mirage Men, which is also fascinating. And it's about this guy named Richard Doty, who worked for the government. And his role was if someone was poking around in the desert and saw something the government was Kill working him. on worse. Oh shit. He would go what? to them and go, "Hey, you're really on to something. Here's some more inside information. How about you spread this too?" And that would be completely fake. Right. And once they would spread that, the government would come in and go, "This fucking clown." Yeah. Like, where did he get this nonsense from? And right. it would just discredit that person when actually they had just seen something the government was working on and he wanted to just throw them off the trail but what they talk about in that documentary is cattle mutilations and the reason one of the suspected reasons they happen is in places like new mexico where we set off a bunch of nuclear weapons they're basically testing the effects of that radiation on living beings in this case the cows because the cows are eating the grass and just fucking living in it and that's why it's so precise and surgical and why they go for like the thyroids and shit like that wait so you're saying that they go and like dissect the cow yes and then they just leave it there yes because what they claim they also and this is all richard Doty's claim is that while they're doing this they'll fly like drones or something that looks like a ufo in the area so people will see that report it and then go oh we found this cow mutilation and people will go aliens and the government goes, yep, is that, aliens. Okay. Is that easier than cleaning up the cow, yeah. though? Yeah, that's just the send thing. a couple rockets. Well, then you're just like, well, now we don't have to clean. Then you're just or, stealing cows. Well, uh, here's another. Those belong to, they're not well, wild hold cows. On, hold on, here's another technique. Uh-huh. Um, cows can be bought, and, and like, people aren't attached to their, like, well, why not just show up and be like, we'd like to buy this cow? Then it's, the because cows. then you run the risk of letting people know they're living on irradiated land. Yeah. Or just clean up. What? Just clean up. Take- no, you can just let people live there and test them. No, clean up the fucking cow. It's just, <laughs> this it just seems like a lot of work to test a, test a cow. Are you saying because then people will like report that their cows are missing and then that becomes a whole other thing? I don't work for the government. <laughs> Why not have your own so, cows? That I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm relaying... Don't kill the messenger, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. I'm telling oh, you what Richard they said Doty. in the documentary. You yeah. asked Richard Doty. Adam, I'm not trying to attack you. I just have questions. Yeah, I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. I feel attacked. <sighs> but 
Yeah, this is kind of the same thing where it's in an area where they've done a lot of testing. So it's probably people seeing government shit. Yeah. Yeah. But this ranch on this documentary, most of the footage was shot during Bigelow's time owning the ranch. He bought it from the Sherman family after they went public with their stories. He bought it in 96 and he owned it up until 2004. He opened a a uh, facility called the National Institute for Discovery Science, wow. which was a living laboratory on Skinwalker Ranch. That Ooh. sounds dope. And that project <laughs> represents the largest ever scientific study of unidentified aerial phenomena in history. Mm. Yes, UFO lab. Right? Yeah, that yeah. sounds dope. <laughs> Let's listen to, this is Richard Bigelow, or Robert Bigelow, sorry. Mm-hmm. Another thing about him, absolutely believes, I mean, as you would expect from the man who bought the Skinwalker Ranch yeah. and opened up an alien research center on its grounds. And wants to put hotels into space. Yeah. Right. 100% believes in aliens. Right. You know, who else do you think is going to rent those hotels? Yeah. He was interviewed on- He's trying to rent it out to aliens? He's trying to rent aliens. Ah, I love it. <laughs> he was interviewed on 60 use? Minutes. Okay, <laughs> this is him talking to Lara Logan. Do you believe in aliens? I'm absolutely convinced. That's all there is to it. Do you also believe that UFOs have come to Earth? There has been and is an existing presence, uh, an ET presence. And I spent millions and millions. I probably spent more (laughs) as an individual than anybody else in the United States has ever spent on this subject. Right? All right. Just want to say he looks like Vincent Price's brother. He does. He does look like a prominent horror movie figure. I absolutely believe that aliens are living. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he believes in aliens, but yeah, you would expect sure him does. to. I, a lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, that's a common. Yeah. Yeah. I'm him buying this like creepy like I I have this issue with rich people like to buy landmarks like haunted houses. Um they don't make enough haunted houses. We got to start making haunted houses. <laughs> Buy, like, build a mansion. Murder put, someone. Well, put trap doors and shit in it and get poisoned by, yeah, your loved one or something like that. That's a good or, idea. Yeah, or kill, or kill a bunch <laughs> of people. But we don't do that enough anymore. I think that's it's what we're advocating here, right? Mass right. murder? Yeah. To haunt more houses. We want to make yeah. more ghosts. But you have to, like, you're going to want to get it on record like with the historical society or something mm-hmm. right away yeah you call your shot ahead of time you call them up and you're like look this place is gonna be wicked haunted <laughs> yeah this soon. place is gonna be haunted as balls yeah yeah people are into that we're gonna haunt the shit out of this did someone just knock at my door i think maybe that's alarming hold is it on the police i figured oh, out who shit. i met that went to space <laughs> who was it who was sally it? ride oh ah. i do know that name yeah, yeah 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 it was like the first american lady to either on the moon or go to space she was very nice she gave a speech and afterwards i was like i do not want to be an astronaut right it sucks you've convinced me yeah i was like "Ooh, art sounds better you have to poop in a (laughs) tiny hole you ever see where they poop yeah it's fucked up yeah it is fucked up it's inconvenient what's what's happening downstairs this is you know, live stream viewers, good for them, right? Yeah, we don't get to a, look at the chat or anything, so we don't know what they're saying. No, we're just... We don't. I saw that someone said something about the person I met that went to space, okay. and I was like, oh, they do want to know, so I have to look up. It was Sally Ride. I was like, that's just a Lou Reed song. No, it's the lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lady. Hey, Randall's here. What? Hi, Randall. What, what up, Randall? What? 
while you were gone, I figured out that I met Sally Ride. I heard that before I left. I don't care. I'm just kidding. I do care. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to make sure you were caught up. <laughs> so, killing people. Killing haunted people. Making new ghosts. <laughs> Making haunted houses. Being a that ghost is factory. Yeah. That is the Cranking goal for two K nineteen. Short for two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Saves me time when I talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it. So you would you would expect that this is the kind of person that the government would have mostly written off as a crazy person because he believes so deeply in UFOs. But nay. Mm. They have been giving him millions of dollars to research UFOs for sure. years and years and years. Okay, that kind of leads me to believe he's a maniac. Because if the government is doing secret tests and they don't want people to know about it... Well, no, th- you're, you're confusing job. two different things. Like, he's not the one who said the government is doing the secret tests. No, I'm saying and- if the government is... Right. They would choose the whack job to look into it because they wouldn't want to be found. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Or they're using, but it's also Senator Harry Reid, former Senator Harry Reid. Right. Yeah, he's super into that shit. Yeah, uh, because he met Robert Bigelow. That's who got him into UFOs. Right. But what happened? There was that New York Times article in 2017 where basically they were like, "Look at this video of a UFO that the government released that we can't identify," and we were like, "Who's got the time?" Yeah. yeah. Well, Trump is in office. We cannot be. You come back yeah. to this in 2022 we or something. We work on this planet right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's unfuck this planet. Right. Then I'll worry about, then I'll worry about some aliens. <laughs> That's the best right. version of First Contact is aliens landing. We're just like, oh, uh, yeah, we got, we got uh, shit uh, to do. Yeah. Yeah. One second. <laughs> you give us like four years. This Chick-fil-A just opened in my neighborhood. There hasn't been one in Burbank. The line's long. We'll get to you. Yeah, all right. Hold on. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of what happened. Like, this article came out. If you read the article, it's fascinating. We did an episode about it back when it came out, but we didn't talk as much about Robert Bigelow. But the program was called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Mm. And this was a program run by by Robert Bigelow's... Atip. 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 Backwards, it's PETA. And it was run by Bigelow Aerospace in conjunction with the government. One of the people who headed it up was a military intelligence official named Luis Elizondo. It was on the fifth floor of the Pentagon C ring, deep within the building's maze. You guys know where. Like, <laughs> you guys know the spot. You know the one. You know. <laughs> it's right across from the cafeteria. Right. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Right. The right. panateria. Right across from the Orange Julius. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to think the Pentagon just looks like a mall on the inside. <laughs> of course. That would, that would be great. Or like a that. Las Vegas hotel. It would be yes. incredible to go in there and they're just like, don't tell anybody. We're not doing anything. <laughs> we just needed a fucking place to cool it's just, down. It's just a great wolf lodge yeah. on the inside. <laughs> Like, no, man, we're just going on water slides all day. Uh, the Defense Department never acknowledged the existence of this program until the New York Times reported on it in 2017. They claimed it was shut down in 2012, but uh, uh, other people claim it was not. That okay. Just people carry on investigating this stuff in addition to their regular job duties. Hmm. And that's how the Pentagon hides it now. Program began in 2007 was initially largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, Democrat Senate Majority Leader at the time. Most of the money went to Robert Bigelow, 
The article notes that he's currently working with NASA to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space. Bouncy castles. He did (laughs) finally get those in space. He did it. Inflatable spacecraft. Right. The, uh, Those aren't two words that should ever be next to each other. No. no. I feel like glitter should be in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Inflatables are what float you down a river on a lazy summer day. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be your last line of defense between you and a spectacular space death. Yeah. Right. Uh, the cold, <laughs> The visually stunningest of deaths. Oh, yeah. like imagining just someone with a needle that just pops <laughs> it. So this was the article that included that famous video of the Navy pilots following some tic-tac-shaped object. And they're just like, fuck, man, I don't know what that is. Hmm. And I don't know if they've ever identified Hmm. what that was in that video. But if you read this article, they talk about all the lengths that they've gone to to store this stuff. And they apparently had to build like... What stuff? The, yeah. the things that they've found researching this huh. stuff. Like they've... Harry Reid at one point basically claimed that they had found like physical items or like pieces of metal or something that when they tested them, they could not... Hmm. That's significant. Identify yeah. where they came from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's Harry, Re- it's Harry Reid saying it, and the government never came back out and was like, nuh-uh. They were just like, mm, here's the information. Do what you want with it. Yeah. Maybe if we don't say anything, people don't think about it. <laughs> and that's kind of how and it worked we out. Didn't. Yeah. We didn't Such say short attention span. <laughs> anything. So, yeah, contracts that the New York Times had access to showed a congressional appropriation of just under $22 million beginning in late 2008 through 2011. So that's not that much. What? Mm. No, but they're still funding it. Right. They claim they ended it in 2012. Yeah. But there are but some. But they're still paying Bobby Biggs. There are some whistleblowers who claim to build his his space castle. You know, Bigelow like threw in like, yeah, and if you want to stay at one of my pl- my hotels <laughs> anytime, oh, absolutely, some coupons. Yeah. They're like, we're, we're all right, we're good. Coupon for the pillow upgrade. Yeah, you get pillows. It's very nice. <laughs> the pillow upgrade. <laughs> killed with Randall downstairs. Is that what just <laughs> I like I'm that. I'm gonna go ahead and say that twenty two million dollars is a lot of money. It is a lot of money to be investigating <laughs> I mean, UFOs, which yeah. is the main aim of this program. I think it right. would shock a lot of average Americans to know we pump that much money into UFO into X Files shit. Yeah, yeah right. Basically. Yeah, into the X Files. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do you think it should <laughs> be more? Million, we pump that much money into like the Green Lantern movie, like and yeah, more. but we know the Green like, Lantern exists. That's true. Aliens we're still unsure of. You know the Green Lantern exists. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who he is? Then he exists. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Flawless. That analogy is without fault. (laughs) (laughs) They also studied people who said they'd experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects that they had. They they have this facility that they had to reinforce. I don't know. They won't it tell says us. It says metal alloys and other materials that the they co- recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena. What does that mean? So like a hubcap or like... Sure, yeah. but like a space hubcap. This is straight Whoa. up X-Files shit. It is. Going on it's here. for real X-Files. And there's, there's a quote in the article from Harry Reid where he's like, if anyone tells you that we've identified where that stuff came from, they're lying. Huh. Like, we don't know where this shit came from. 
Where's that shit right now? It's in Vegas. They Whoa. built a. Right. Of course, it's in Vegas. Like they talk about having to, back to Vegas. build this reinforced building to hold this shit. Mm-hmm. And Does the space keeps trying to pull it back up. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're afraid like the aliens will find it if yeah. there's not like a fucking Faraday cage around it. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> They're just gonna land and be like, "Who has our shit?" Yeah, we know it's down here. We it's saw where it was. Like, Where's my fucking stereo? Yeah, <laughs> is that what this was? Just a stereo? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is a quote from Robert Bigelow. Internationally, we are the most backward country in the world on this issue. Our scientists are scared of being ostracized, and our media is scared of the stigma. China and Russia are much more open. And work on this with huge organizations within their countries, smaller countries like Belgium, France, England, and South American countries like Chile. He said it like that. Nice. Are more open to, they are proactive and willing to discuss this topic rather than being held back by a juvenile taboo. Sounds like something a fucking space nerd would say. Am I I right? Yeah. Yeah, makes <laughs> me so happy like every that, time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need some receipts on this. In the fact that all of those countries have like UFO, yeah. Shit. Like if you're gonna brag about like plenty of other countries are pouring lots of resources into this research, maybe don't lead off with China and Russia. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the. I mean, I know why this doesn't work, but we really just need a few countries to do it, right? Like, if we're looking for aliens, it's not like... It's like, make that a couple countries, like, mission. Yeah. <laughs> like right. All it's not like do. the other countries won't find out, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we'll be fine. The aliens will come... Oh, they're no, not- we're not going to be fine. The aliens are going to ruin us when they show up. Yeah. Or cl- climate change. But, yeah. yeah. Are we worth aliens' energy, really? Mm. Mm. What we use for depends, energy depends might be worth it want. to them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. they're just here to raid the planet of resources. Yeah. God, what a fun way to die. <laughs> oh, alien invasion? Are you oh kidding my me? god, yes. If it's as long as it's the kind that doesn't enslave us. Oh, see. If they're just like, we need you all dead. I would like I'm gonna a, be like <laughs> I would love a solid pod people situation. Because I like the idea of my hollowed out husk being used to horrify other people. Oh, oh sure. Fun. Yeah, that's then a good like, way to go. Then you're like never dead. Yeah. Or you're like, you're <laughs> dead, but you're like watching from the inside, can't do anything about yeah. it. So you, it's like watching a prank show mm-hmm. where you prank like your you friends. Like you have ALS or something. Yeah. 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 No, I don't want that. That's not the alien invasion no, scenario I, I want. Yeah, I want to be I want to be smoke seconds after <laughs> yeah. it starts. Getting Independence Day, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to die first. I don't know. See? I feel like I'd be a charming slave. You know, if I'm going to yeah. be enslaved, I feel like I could maybe make it fun. It would be fun at first because they're aliens. So yeah. you're like, this is new. You could like you know? work your way up to like being their jester. You know what I mean? Yeah, or pet. <laughs> a pet. Who books that? <laughs> in a hamster cage with like a wheel. Hell yeah, I'll rock <laughs> that wheel. I don't, I don't want to die is what I'm saying. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I also wouldn't mind the chestburster scenario, to be honest, because that's going on the pranks view is the last thing i'd see is everybody i know going oh my god yeah and just like yeah that's the last thing i'd want it to happen while i was like paying a parking ticket or something (laughs) (laughs) that would be cool that would be cool (laughs) absolutely (laughs) chest burster yeah that's a way like because you're gonna watch it happen yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel it happen. And I mean, you're going to be like, this is an alien reference. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's fun. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. I, you win. So there was a 2009 Pentagon briefing summary of this program that was prepared by its director at the time. It asserted that what was considered science fiction is now science fact. <laughs> How long do you think he took writing that sentence? Instantly. Was yeah. like, do I have the courage? Right. To be well, this brazen with my words. Yeah, oh, let yeah. me rephrase that. The inspiration came to him instantly, but yes. Right, he the, labored over it he for debated, hours. Yeah. Oh, I like to think he just thought of it and just smiled. Right, <laughs> it was like, like I found swish. it. And then was found like, it. do I? Do I dare? <laughs> oh, no. And it also said that the U.S. was incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Shit. The request for the special designation was denied. Has anybody considered the rather obvious explanation that these are downed aircraft from other countries? I think they've looked at I think that's what Harry Reid is getting at when he says that we like we've looked into whether it's just from another part of the world. Because I was going to say, if they haven't 100 percent confirmed that, like somebody coming out and saying we can't defend ourselves against this technology maybe needs to be looked into. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, even if it's a yeah, even if it's other countries. Right, even if it's just like a plane from North Korea, if they have like a death ray, it's like we should probably I treat mean, this a little more seriously. That's what gets in my craw about Space Force. I know it sucks that Trump is the one <laughs> recommending it, but we need that. It already exists. Yeah. Well, it exists, but there's a debate over whether it really exists or whether the Air Force has been funneling money away from space-based stuff because, in their opinion, wars are fought in the sky. And, Oof. yes, a version of it exists, but, like, the thing I'm talking about is where people just hear it and are like, oh, fucking Starship Troopers, it's going to be that. No, it's not going to be that. We just need to protect our assets it, in space, and we do not do a great job of it it's, right now. Shocking to me that anybody would deny it because it's the natural progression of war. Since we started being doing war, we've been like, you know, it would be great if we could do war higher, slightly higher. Right. And we got our horses. <laughs> and then we just kept being like, no, let's do it higher. Let's yeah. go as high as our, we can. Our Amazing. wars need to be taller. Yeah. And yeah. So this is the, it's the logical next step. Yeah. And people point to that 1960. There's a 1967 outer space treaty that most nations have signed yeah. where we agree no weapons in space. Mm -hmm. But that's like, again, we're leaning on Russia and China and, to be like, yeah, of course we're not. And the argument is that the way they've been adhering to that is, well, we don't have weapons that can kill you in space. We got yeah. some shit that could kill your satellites. Well, but that's, that's different. And that treaty also, which Robert Bigelow brings up in one of these articles, it has a 12-month like, you just have to give 12 months notice to leave. So you could be like, oh, I figured out how to get to the moon. I'm going to pull out of this treaty. Good luck figuring it out in the next 12 months, motherfuckers. Right. In the meantime, we're going to the moon and claiming that shit. Yeah, we're going to blow up the moon. It, but wow. if someone does start claiming territory on the moon, that's one of the reasons he invested in this. He's like, if they start doing that, we're going to start doing it. And we're going to need to be able to put a lot of structures up really cheap and easy. So it's like we need some budget in. Because <laughs> we, really we we fought over land for so long, a moon war, a good old moon war. Wouldn't it be dope? Yeah, good well, old because moon war. They, they <laughs> fought yeah. in space. That's the thing is like like you hear stories about the um uh, the American Revolution where like they were a little more 
not civilized, but they would they would have their little war in a field, and people could like I don't know pack a picnic and watch. Yeah, there was a band. Yeah, you could watch some war, and it'd be great if it's like, hey, it's a really clear night out. You want to go watch the the moon? The moon war? Yeah. Let's go check out the moon war. Let's go watch the just, moon war. We cut down on the, that would be a real incentive to cut down on more light pollution. Uh-huh. So, so we people can see, could watch the moon war. So we can yeah. see the laser yeah. fire on the moon. It could be Telescope. like the, the purge. Yeah. <laughs> but instead we just let all the countries go fight over the moon for like uh, I don't know, a four month period every yeah. year. Oh, and that's yeah. how we get our wars handled. Oh, mm-hmm. and whoever whoever, whoever wins, it's like the gets world the cup. moon for that time. Right. It's like the yeah. world cup. Yeah. It's the moon cup. Yeah. It's I weird like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. The lunar keeps, cup keeps. Mm. Oh, come on, Tom. That's absurd. <laughs> it was right there in front of you, man. Wow, moon the, cup. The Who lunar. even talks that way? You fucking philistine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've been pumping money to Robert Bigelow to research Robert Bigelow aliens for a long time, and he does it in Las Vegas from a Tudor style mansion. That's where you would do it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the. Do you think? With people like this, at least part of it is like, well, obviously I'm rich. I want to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. When everything for sure really goes down. That's why Elon Musk is like, I got to go to Mars. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said that's very mean. I don't think they're even still together, are they? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't say. think so. She just released a song about AI. Really? I wonder if AI wrote it. Whoa. I love Grimes. I do, too. I actually like her She's music great. a lot. <laughs> she can play a laptop like no one else. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> her voice is good, too. She is. She's great. Okay, it's fine. I will fight over about her. <laughs> All right. That's, gr- for the, that's for the people that Welcome get to, to Grimes watch the cast. <laughs> Grimes cast. <laughs> Grimes cast. Grimes cast. I know, like, four of her songs. Yeah, I'm yeah. very defensive for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is now building these inflatable balloons that are going to space. And what his argument is, is normally we send stuff up in aluminum ships or capsules. Sure. And that those are actually more susceptible to radiation and damage from space debris than something like his invention, because if... You hit his thing with space debris; it's just going to collapse a little bit, and bounce on up, bounce off of it. It's got kev- it's covered in Kevlar. I can see no downside to that. You can't wear your no. shoes inside. No, you cannot. <laughs> you, get, you get static shocked constantly. <laughs> he owns a company called Bigelow Aerospace, and that is the company that built the expandable capsule called Beam. Which is Bigelow Expandable Activity Module. I love that he put his name in it to make that acronym work. Yeah. Beam. (laughs) And that is currently, uh, or he built that for NASA to attach to the International Space Station. Beam launched into orbit and was fully deployed in 2016. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) And he's working on several follow-ups to Beam including a larger inflatable spacecraft called the B-330, which is designed for space tourists like me and you. Can I ask, nope. does that does that B stand for Bigelow? Mm. I hope it does. Oh, my God. And I wonder what, what? the 330 is. He I, just I that's how much I weighed before I lost weight. <laughs> it's his favorite number. Very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the B-330 is, but Robert Bigelow is the guy who's going to get us to space. Like, Elon Musk is building the rockets that will travel there, but you're staying in a fucking budget suites motel when you get up there. An inflatable budget suites motel. Make no mistake. 
You're staying in a blow-up budget suites. Hopefully not blow-up. You don't want to use that term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because Inflatable. Inflatable. Inflatable is better. You see, it'll just... Uh, is it? Well, like better. When you're describing like the state, the space debris hits it. It's just like no, it'll just like reshape itself momentarily, and then and then that'll be it. I'm like, yeah, but like, what if you're sitting against that wall? Yeah, and then you, you go flying, and or there's the no gravity, so it's fine. Into you. Yeah, I I, I get why Elon Musk is the name everybody knows because. I mean, society for, will not accept a bigolo you? that isn't a male gigolo. And for, and for one thing, his name is Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Musk. That's Elon hard Musk to is like. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot more memorable than Robert Bigelow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just. You've heard that name before. We have a voicemail. Oh, my God. Oh. Should we. Uh, should, does anyone have any final thoughts on going to space in a budget suites motel um, capsule? Oh, I, I just want to say in general, I think we won't get space tourism until going to space involves way less explosions. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, really for sure. The problem, right? Is all the explosions. It's the problem for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I don't yeah. care about inflatable whatever. It's less what killed explosions. the space shuttle, but the space shuttle killed a lot of things, right? Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said that joke backwards. I normally say it another way. I've been trying to pepper in my bit about space throughout this whole sure. podcast. Yeah, why wouldn't it's just, you? It's just not landing at all. <laughs> Much <laughs> like the space shuttle. Oh, right. <laughs> space Eagle. I was hoping it was a yeah. <laughs> space Howard Do it. Do both at once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Was that the bird or Howard Dean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who I've, got to the gun on, first? On space travel, I'm just going to say not for me. That's yeah. That's my final. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. I'm definitely not interested. We have a voicemail. Yeah. But first, you know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say just don't matter. But I want you to know that's not true. It's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters. Wow! Where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past few shows. Excellent. And respond to them personally. 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 Faded out, Brett. We're not doing comments tonight, but we do have a voicemail. <laughs> Here it goes. This is from uh, a guest of the show, Hannah Michaels. Uh-huh. Ooh. Or it's a different Hannah Michaels. According to the, the Google Translate, it's Hannah Hannah Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hey, guys. It's Hannah. It's um, really her. It is. Hannah Michaels. Comedy stopped being fun. Uh, mm. It's no longer fun because I have one foot in the door and one foot out. Like, it pays for half of my living but not the other half. Uh, Stand-up comedy? So it's a scary place to be. Uh, what do you do when something you used to love uh, stops being fun? Uh, do you dump it? Um, do you just uh, throw it in the dishwasher and uh, yes. hope that it comes out cleaner? Was that a vibrator joke? I don't know. Comedy is <laughs> no longer working for me. Please help. First, first of all, great tip for vibrators. Makeup wipes, little face wipes. If you have roommates, you don't have to leave your room, and you can clean your vibrator. Oh, sure. Because sometimes you don't have pockets, and I'm not trying to like carry my vibrator out to the bathroom. Sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, Face wipes, they're for vibrators too. That was not her question. (laughs) Whatsoever. (laughs) Whatever you're working in your pencil, work in mine. 
I don't know. Listen, I, I have my area. I think it varies. It depends on the project. If it's something that, I mean, don't waste time I mean, on something that's not getting you anywhere or that isn't, like, I don't know. It depends on the project. Yeah, really. you, yeah. Have, you have to make yourself happy. You're the you're your number one. You're your number one. Like I've, <laughs> I've had podcasts that I did and then didn't want to do anymore, and I stopped doing them. But I didn't like stop doing podcasts. Well, yeah, I get what she's saying though, because it's the idea of something you love is now something you're trying to depend on for money, and it's easy to stop loving it when it becomes a job. Oh, for sure. I had a friend who loved poker, and then he started doing it professionally, and then it became like this is how I pay rent, and and it right. wasn't fun anymore um yeah it starts to feel a little desperate yeah it can yeah exactly and so i think there's nothing wrong with taking the thing is i don't think people funny people can just take a break necessarily from right you can like funnel it into yeah you can take yeah you can take a step back yeah or you can exactly yeah try a whole different genre or something like that yeah but you i think it, you do need some sort of break. Right? That's that's why I started comedy because I moved to L.A. for Cracked for the right. the Cracked job. So I had just been writing, yeah, comedy, and I had never done stand up. And I was like, eh, I'm here. I might. I actually went to an open mic like for entertainment <laughs> when I first moved here, and the the host Bleak. the host was like, "What do you do, sir?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm a writer." And he goes, "Oh, the lazy man's comic." <laughs> and ever since, I was like, "Motherfucker." You have no idea. Yeah. I'll shred I you. I, I've, I don't make money doing comedy, so I feel like I have a different perspective. It's, but like when it does, when it does seem to get like boring, I try to focus on other parts of it. Like, all right, I'm sick of ever, all the shit I'm saying. I'm going to work on being like physical. Or I'm yeah. just going to focus on something to make it fun. Um, I think it was, my friend was saying like Bill Burr has a thing where he gives himself points for different types of jokes he gets done in an open mic. Hmm. Like wow. negative five points for something you know already kills, 10 points for something new, five yeah. points for a new tag, which I know is not for everybody, but I was like, that it's could make it more fun, fun idea, for me. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. gives it like a, because when, like, yeah, I don't know. Or go Yeah, to- it's tough. Like it, that's definitely fun for the creative process because- that's the same with writing where yeah. like, like if, I mean, writing for Cracked for so long was one of those things where it was just a job after a while. Um, it was huge when I started. And so you start challenging yourself and stuff like that. Just being like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the word and see how long. <laughs> and plus like I had editors, so I, it didn't fucking matter what I wrote <laughs> oh, yeah. to fix it. So it was good. Yeah, no, I would have to fix your yeah. bullshit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I did great. go for a long time. If you read like the the middle part of my cracked output, I for a long time stopped cursing in articles. Yeah, that's that's a better because I example. felt like I was leaning on it for jokes mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit, and so then I just went the complete other way and just wasn't cursing in my writing at mm-hmm. all for a while. I will things like that can change it up sometimes. Yeah. Make it a game. Yeah, <laughs> kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> introduce some blood play kill somebody write a story about it see if you get caught now i would say i mean try a different kind of project like adam yeah. was suggesting and then also like i mean i get it everything seems bleak so oh yeah what i mm-hmm. what i do is like <laughs> just don't think about the future <laughs> like, yeah yeah just one thing at a time kind of yeah, thing one I thing mean, at a time yeah, and if um, it's baby steps unless it's that alien invasion scenario that yeah. sweet sweet yeah, alien yeah, invasion yeah, yeah. Nihilism, really, it goes a long way. Sure. Well, I mean, you have to, to an extent. I mean, you got to 
You got to use it. Yeah, and you have to also preserve your own health and well-being. But like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yeah. You should. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, try something new. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. Just uh, I don't you know. You can always. You can always. Comedy's not going anywhere. Yeah. So like, if you if it's just so draining, um, get a do a do a do a non comedy gig for a little while and just do comedy on the I, side. I if honestly you want to, like for yourself, and yeah. then because it's not going anywhere, you can always come back to it. Yeah, I think that's a great option when you feel like you're trapped by comedy, where you're like, yeah. I have to do this for a living. It's like you sort of need to not be dependent on it, and then do it, and you can still make money and stuff. But not let it like own you if you're in that position mm-hmm. and just kind of love it without having it affect your rent and shit like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, check out yeah. Hannah questioning her life choices at the yeah. Hollywood Hotel show February 23rd <laughs> yeah! along oh, with me great. and Tom Ryman. Oh, right? that's perfect. Yeah. She Amazing. is on the show. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it will. Maybe this is the thing. Doing Little... the Unpop show Yeah. will yeah. be the thing. Sure. I'm gonna, uh, um... It'll be the thing. It's it's the thing. What what thing? Like, I don't know. Being on an unpop thing. show was one of the things that helped me break up with my ex boyfriend. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he showed up, and I was. It was the first unpop show I was booked on, and I was so excited. And as soon as we showed up, he said, "When can we leave?" And I was like, "You Excellent. can leave now." Wow. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you some great news. Whenever you want. Whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so, you know, Unpop shows are life-changing. They really are. <laughs> are you on the next Unpop show? No, Were I Were you on the last one? I was on the last one. That's right. Chris is on the next one, my roommate. Right. Yeah. And Hannah and Tama. Fun. Tama. Tom. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Schmidt. Tom Goss. Ooh. Schmitty's going to be there. Alex Schmidt. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The last, yeah, Schmitty's I mean, going to be in town soon. i got to get him to yeah. watch yeah. my cat for me. Alex Schmidt is coming to that. Yeah. Uh, he will be headlining probably because he's got a live podcast right before. Right, and he's got all that that Jeopardy fame. Yeah, that Jeopardy juice, all yeah. that Jeopardy cheese. Mm. I called it cheese. Yeah, I get which it. Is slang for money. I get it. Yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's accurate. That was a pretty pretty uh, abrupt segue into, <laughs> into plugs. the plugs. It's Does anyone over? have any final thoughts um, on? No. The voicemail Just, uh, or space. Do what makes you happy and go to a museum. Yeah, and haunt, make haunted houses. <laughs> make haunted houses, yeah. Haunt budget suites in space. Commit grisly murders, yeah. make haunted houses. Or just, well, I mean, yeah. Hannah's haunted houses does. Wow, that should be the thing. That should be the thing. I'm not saying it's what she should do, but I'm not saying it's not what she should right. do. I'm not saying like, it's uh, not what she should do. I'm saying that's money on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Leave it there if you want. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, that's our show. We have to record another one of these in about half an hour. Yep. Ah. Um, what do we have to plug besides that Hollywood Hotel show? Unpops or patreon.com slash unpops. You can get all kinds of bonus shit. Mm. I wanna... Bone con, we call it. I want to plug, because uh, we're talking about space and aliens, me and Tom have a podcast on our network called Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Whoa. It's uh, about just that. You can check it out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. It's an exclusive. We also have other podcasts. Don't don't we, Tom? We sure it's do. Don't you? We sure do. Don't yeah. you, Tom? Nice. We do. Yeah. Don't you? Also, we... Uh, <laughs> 
we do best bad movie here. So. We do. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Listen to that. Uh, if you're watching the live stream, I'm on this week's episode. Yep. Defending movie 43. He sure is. <laughs> Listen, I have I have movies to ask you guys if you've done, but I'll do. we definitely need some guests. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I have two really terrible movies that are two of my favorite movies. So I'll just say I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What yeah, are they? Uh, Tommy and Basketball. Have you guys done either of those? No. I would love no. to do Basketball. Sure. I'm yes. not going to fight you. You won't about get basketball. much fighting on yeah. us with Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that is a delightful film. Yeah, but it's terrible. <laughs> or Tommy, if you guys want to talk yeah. about a rock opera. If I, I want to talk about The Who. Oh, yeah, and God. Tina Turner and mm. Eric Clapton, how that movie makes no sense. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jessica, do you have anything to play? I do. I am uh, hosting and producing a show by myself for the first time. Hopefully, it'll be end up being a monthly show. If you're local, it's at uh, Manda Studio in Echo Park. It's going to be on uh, Monday, Manda's Mondays, February 18th. Uh, lineup has a bunch of people from Network. Cindy Arvina, Vanessa Gritton, Jen Scott. Oh, no, I'm line. fine. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm only booking women and non-binary people right now. <laughs> Uh, but Welcome you, to LA. <laughs> but you can come into a bucket spot anytime you want. Sweet. <laughs> you do it guaranteed. I mean, I'll get you up. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just only <laughs> big, you know. I'll just do podcasts. It's fine. You come come to my show. No. No. <laughs> Never. All right. We should get out of here. <laughs> or do you have anything else to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jessica420Bro. Oh, yeah. Follow follow me at Adam Todd Brown on I, both the things and at Unpops mm. or Unpops.podcast. Whoa. I never plug my Twitter. It's at Movie Hooligan. So I guess follow me. I don't give a fuck. Don't you dare follow me. Don't you follow Tom. <laughs> Do it, you guys. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Dave, say goodbye. I refuse. Tom, Bye. say goodbye. Goodbye. Jessica, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Love goodbye. You.